0: don't have to be positive all the time it's perfectly okay to feel sad angry annoyed frustrated scared and anxious having feelings doesn't make you a negative person it doesn't even make you weak it makes you human and we are here to talk through it all we welcome you to these fucking feelings podcast a safe space for all who needs it grab a drink and take a seat the session begins now
1: Well, well, well. You have us here, the fucking Feelings Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, B More.
0: And I am Christian, and we got a guest with us today. I, I got your book, The Art of Acceptance, oh, The look Beginning. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rebecca Height. How are you today?
2: Good, guys. I'm fantastic. It's beautiful outside. It's the sh- it's shining. It's beautiful. Took a walk. It's a good Saturday. Good Saturday. Where are you? Pennsylvania, just outside of Philly. Oh, okay. Uh, and
0: you know what? I wanted to go. We to Philly almost this weekend came to too. Philly this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we
2: no, can. I would have met you.
0: I um I, I have a four-day weekend. So I, I didn't want to waste it. I wanted to do something with it. And um B More and I haven't seen each other in a really long time We got to spend some time with each other because someone decided to move.
1: Yeah, um, yo ass. Oh, yeah, it was me. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cause someone. It's so cool. So this year, for people who don't know, we uh we actually this is our second season. This year we'll focus on mental health. Kinda seems how things are going for us. Each year we have a different um cause. Last year was prison reform. This mm-hmm. year is gonna be mental health because we realize that we're crazy. And if we can get some free therapy out of it, we're gonna That's do that. So be it. <laughs> right. Because you know. Therapy is expensive. That's
2: so, it. Baby. That's actual facts. Yeah. I don't and, know what quarantine, what kind of quarantine everyone went through, what kind of COVID everyone went through, but I'm sure everyone's on their own kind of level right now.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. So, um, and, and I say that to say that we're gonna dig into your life a little bit, ask you some questions, see how you got over some things, and just know that you're helping us, okay? Yeah, <laughs> too. Anything too personal is okay for you to tell us it's too personal um B more and i are both uh we say what we think kind of people so it's never to offend anybody it's just that you know we don't we know be any having, better
1: we be having questions and sometimes the brain to mouth <laughs> doesn't exactly put the filter on it that society requires right <laughs> Let's say it right. like
0: that. And, and we're expecting to be canceled anytime now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but
2: you guys hopefully, are just your best
0: life. <laughs> right. Hopefully after they see your interview and buy your book. So let's talk a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Go for it.
2: So I... Um... There's a lot to unpack here. So, I mean, tell me what you guys want to know. So, I started um, in the restaurant general. I was a restaurant general manager for uh, about 10 years. I switched over to finance. Um, my passion is art, history, writing, like nature. Um, so, I definitely found my way back. I'm career-driven, but also I... Um, you have to sort of, like, rediscover yourself when you fall into that, like, niche where you're like, okay, work, 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 work. You have to also remember yes. who you are and what you enjoy. So part of that also, um, so I've been through a lot of unique situations in life. I had a, a robbery um, at, at a store, one of my stores. I was robbed at gunpoint. You know, that sort of spiraled me mm-hmm. into an abyss, made some bad life decisions um, I had to get myself out of it. So it's those things when when bad things happen to you, it's all about um, what is going to help you. Because you always have that when when something bad happens, you always like, OK, I need to uh, protect myself. And sometimes protecting yourself looks like bad decisions because you Sorry. think, like, oh, well, I'm going to rebel or whatever it is. Um, so it's self-identification and that something's happening. For me, my trauma and everything that I was going through, um, it was important to realize my triggers, uh, what was making me make those bad decisions when I could recognize when those steps started happening. And when I wrote my book in particular, I just lost four family members um, at the start of COVID. And so not only that, I just started a new job. Uh, My support system was eradicated. I had, I didn't feel like I had anybody, and so I actually started this book years before, uh, but because of my career, I stopped it. I just put it on the side. I put it on the shelf for years, years, Mm -hmm. and then this happened. And I was listening to music, and I just like, just the storyline came to me. And I, so it's one of those things where when reality is too hard. Mm Right. We turned to movies, we turned to television, we turned to music, because that's sort of like an escape. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book, in a way, was me to express all of the things and all of the feelings I wasn't sure how to express to other people or deal with. Um, I put it in the book right. and I built characters. I built a world around expectations from the society because you know society has their own unwritten rules like who wrote those rules like
1: right. like says
2: who's who. the boss here like what yeah and you know of course you have your family you know they have their own expectations you know mm-hmm. eldest middle youngest child you know they made a movie about that that's a real thing and right. and so the book is about how do you keep yourself yourself and still grow and deal with those expectations without losing both.
0: Mm. Right, right. And you know what's yes. funny? I learned the most valuable lesson I ever learned about expectations from doing collections. You know, mm-hmm. I was one of those younger people who had mm-hmm. multiple jobs, a little bit of everywhere. Yep. And I would, I used to do collections. And I remember mm-hmm. calling this woman one time. And my question to her was, when can we expect this payment? Mm-hmm. And she said, you can expect it anytime you want to. (laughs) And I was like, wow. It makes so much (laughs) sense because it showed me that expectation is about me.
1: Mm,
0: You know, when I expect, it's like I'm putting the stipulations on it. You know, (laughs) and how could I ever want anybody to honor my expectations when they're really about me?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Kind of cool, my my little random thing. So, okay, say it's uh, acceptance, the beginning. You have a, your new one that's still coming out this year?
2: Yep. So I'm going to finish it at the end of the summer. So okay. it's um, gearing up to be out, I would say, about September, August, September. I'm just about finished it. Um, I'm. I, there's. There's so much in this book. You know, like when I wrote that one, I was like, yeah, I did a good job. When I wrote the second one, there's so much. Like it's a heavy book, but it's such a real book. So when I write, I don't sugarcoat anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would almost say the book is maybe for mature audiences, like people Mm -hmm. that can't handle their emotions and digging into like their problems and seeing it written on a page because that's what I do. I don't sugarcoat anything.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm right. And that was crazy because I was reading your dedication page and it basically said that like I dedicate this book to all the humans that are that are dealing with all the emotions of life. This is for the struggle to heal and the struggling to find their way through the fog. Mm -hmm. Now, like, where did that come from?
2: I, I have this um, innate need to help individuals, like as many people as possible. And I've, I'm more of an observer. Um, I, when I meet people, you know, I interact and I say, okay. And I observe how they act. And most of the time they're actually sad Or they're upset and they're masking it as happiness. Um, Or, like, when you ask someone, Hey, how are you? And they're like, Yeah, I'm fine, because that's the immediate response, but they're actually not fine. And sometimes they just need someone to say, Are you okay, though? Like, are you sure you're all right? Right. So, when I was writing this and I didn't know, I didn't want to dedicate it to a specific person, Um, it was important for me to realize that the things I was dealing with. Not being okay and, you know, sometimes having bad days, having good days also fits other people. So I wanted everyone to know that they're not alone by any means. Right. So I'm dedicating everyone who's literally trying. As long as you're trying, you are ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: All right, definitely. So now the main character of the book is Selena, right?
2: Yes. Please. So
0: where, you know, I don't want to give anything away because people need to read the book. And, Ooh. you know, when it comes out into a movie, watch the movies. Mm -hmm. Um (laughs) and remember we 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 want parts in the movie so remember when when they make you said sure
2: yeah so I (laughs) the reason the reason I'm uh so I actually want to make this into a movie I wrote it like a movie I don't know if if anyone's noticed some people notice it sometimes they don't so Selena um what she does is she has unique. Uh, abilities, and she doesn't know who she is, and um, she knows she's different. So she was raised by an uncle, but doesn't know anything about her family. All so right. pretty much the story is about uh, Selena Wilson, and I literally just randomly picked a name, by the way. Okay, there was okay. That, just to be <laughs> clear. No reason behind that. Um, so funny. <laughs> just I was like, this name sounds great. Let's do that. Uh, and um, so she pretty much... Lives her life not knowing who she is and realizing she's different and um, figuring out why. So it's also an LGBT. She's a bisexual. Um, Again, I didn't make it about uh, the story was important not to be about um, sexuality. I made it like a more general thing that it comes naturally. Like it's just a natural thing in the world. So it's literally about her emotions and how she goes through life and um, figures out how she can do the expectations, not being caught by being different because of her unique abilities that only she knows she's the only one and um, still remains safe.
0: Right. Now how much of Selena came from real life? Like I know you had to build off of some of your experiences. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so how much, you know, what percentage would you say Selena came from, you know, Rebecca?
2: (laughs) That's a great question. So there's uh <laughs> I really try not to do that, but it's really hard. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, let's be honest. I, I right now. <laughs> yes.
0: Everything we everything that we do or think about comes from some kind of lesson oh, in our yeah, life. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. That's I amazing. caught myself um doing a couple of times. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." <laughs> uh, no. uh, so lot some of it does come from me some of it does come from like so some of the stories or situations I put her in right. were are like phantom uh things that I went through mm-hmm. okay. um I can't I, I don't want to be specific mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I understand. It's not always great. But, mm. but I can say, like, there are some situations or stories that I tell from other characters that actually I did, that I personally oh, okay. did. And it was a bad choice at the time. And I was like, you know what? Let's just put this in there. <laughs> right. And right. I don't even notice. I didn't even notice it.
0: Yeah. Oftentimes, we, when we're making bad choices, we don't have <laughs> time to think of those choices.
2: Right. You know, and I'm, like, oh, I'm right. in it now. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, it's really weird. I was having an answer conversation you know me and myself but I was thinking like I'm not all good and I'm not all bad and if there's like this multiverse out there Mm -hmm. you know I don't even know what to call it but where somebody's life is replica to ours but just different you know if you're good here you're bad Mm -hmm. there kind of Mm -hmm. thing I'm -hmm. like my person will be like exactly the same (laughs) because I am equal evil as I am um, you know just a great guy so, I feel like
1: evil is a strong word. I, I know, I know,
0: but you know, I figured if somebody watching it was like, yeah, he right, he was an asshole. So you know, I just kind of wanted, you know, the way you defended me, I wanted them to defend me too. You know, like, yeah. oh, he's not evil, <laughs> he's just an asshole. <laughs> right, you're not,
1: you're not evil. Yeah, you're just, you know, yeah, I, yeah,
0: right, right. And I'm really not, Rebecca. I'm a really, really awesome person. You seem great. So so now um you mentioned covid so um you, you lost people at the beginning of covid is it okay to ask are they, were, was it from covid or
2: Yeah you can ask that's fine um I'm pretty open uh, if you have any questions please by all means ask me like I'm pretty I'm like no filter uh I'll just answer whatever you're good
0: well, Welcome to the club <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to the team <laughs> Uh so the the individuals I lost one of them was to covid Um, The Mm. first one um, was my stepfather. He technically was right before COVID really hit, literally. Mm. So um, it wasn't. We maybe, but it wasn't tested. So Mm. out of the four that I lost, one of them passed from COVID.
0: Okay. Yeah, my dad actually just passed in October from COVID. And it's like, eh, I'm still trying not to be paranoid about it. Mm. Um, So I'm trying to get back to start living but you know, it, it's kind of hard. COVID was kind of crazy, but it, so in, during that time, um, is that kind of when you took the time to finish your book or, I, I, you know, I know that you probably went, like you said, everybody else, we went through such craziness during that time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so h- how was like your COVID experience?
2: So what it, what it was is um, I was working full time. And so any time that I wasn't working, I was working on this book or mm-hmm. I was listening to music. It's, because you're home, you really don't have anything to do. I wasn't really into the TV. Um, when I started digging into this book, I, I'm i a video gamer. I'm a gamer. I'm a huge gamer. And I also was watching a lot of movies, but I cut all of that out temporarily so I could focus all on, you know, building this right. because it, it meant so much to me. So when I spent a lot of time outside and sometimes I would just stare at the screen and nothing would come out. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I need to write this. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, for an hour, just staring at the computer screen and be like, I did nothing. Like, right. this is so unproductive. This sucks. And, you know, that's part of the yeah. process. <laughs> <laughs> but I have my animals here. Um, my now wife, she was working. So it was, it was me and I had my animals and then she would be gone and I'd be working on my book. Um, it wasn't necessarily a burden because a lot of mm-hmm. people were like, okay, I'm stuck inside and right. you know, I can't right. really go outside. I have a small yard. It's just mm-hmm. big enough. Some individuals didn't have a yard. I was very lucky. Um, it wasn't easy. I also went biking. Like I started biking 14 miles. I don't know where wow. that came from. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: how do you even bike for 14 miles at
2: a time? know, day? I don't know. Nice. Like oh, who even knows that they like bike for 14 miles? <laughs> it's crazy like who i was during quarantine was like not who i normally am like i got up at 6 a.m oh, i got on my bike i rode to the park on my bike you know in morning traffic and went to the and i was then i got a migraine because i i pushed too hard I but i can imagine yeah, I was like, who Who is this person? It's crazy. Like, it, it makes you a different person.
0: <laughs> I, no, it, it really did. It, for me, it did the opposite. My life like completely stopped. Mm-hmm. I was I, unfortunately like B more. Mm-hmm. B more is a medical professional. Um, so we didn't have the opportunity of working from home. Mm-mm. Um, I actually worked for a sports memorabilia company, and you know how important that is. People want their jerseys. (laughs) (laughs) Damn COVID, okay? Okay. All that stimulus money they were spending for jerseys and sneakers and shoes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I still had to go to work, but I wanted to stay home. I wanted Mm. to be a hermit. So all I Mm. did was work home, (laughs) work Mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. But if you know me outside of that, I was a pretty, I used to go to the gym, kind of pretty Mm -hmm. outgoing, always willing to go out. And now here it is two years in, and I'm like, I don't want to go nowhere. I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I gained 50 pounds. Yeah.
2: It uh, it almost like groomed us. I definitely feel like COVID groomed us to not want to, like you said, leave your house or interact with people anymore. Like, I don't right. know about you guys, but when I go out to a group of people, I don't know how to socialize anymore. Right. I'm like that awkward wallflower. and I'm like, hey, y'all, like, how are your
0: plants doing? Are they still alive? Like, what's going on? I you know? Yeah, <laughs> it did. I felt like it did. It messed up, uh, like, people's social mm-hmm. maturity, in a way. Yeah, you know? I don't even like-,
1: like being that close to, p- my thing is, I avoid, because I don't, because I'm in a medical professional, like, I know, like, <laughs> things, so... Like if we're all in a group and we're all just breathing and shit. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> holding my breath every couple minutes. Like, wait, uh-uh, he just took that. That was too big of a breath out. Uh-uh, hold your breath. Hold your breath. And it's like, I'd be subconsciously just holding my breath for no particular reason during conversations amongst close, you know, encounters or whatever. And it's like, ugh. Mm, mm-mm.
0: yeah, it's hard. I have a cousin, Rebecca. It must be something about Rebecca's. But <laughs> we, you know, we can go out in public and like, she'll turn around like six feet. You know, or we're like, chill. Mm. No, there's tape on the floor. He sees the tape on the floor. He's, he needs to follow the tape. And I'm like, <laughs> you move from tape to tape or from circle to circle. Like mm-hmm. she is serious. And nobody gives a fuck about
1: that shit no more. And that's what they don't. Me. That's what be getting me. I'm like, so COVID is still a thing. Why the fuck can I read? You know what I'm saying? Can you read what's on my computer? You know my phone or whatever? Because you that goddamn close. Like back up, people
0: that is two, it's two.
2: it's crazy because right. um personal space was big for me like when strangers for example walmart lines i mm-hmm. i don't know the, the, you know and they're right there and they're like yep your cart is directly against my legs in the self-checkout and right. i'm like but now i have sort of almost an excuse to to additionally tell them to get away from me right. and give me some personal room yeah. I'm
1: like, <laughs> why are you this close? Like, you shouldn't like I should be able to turn with my elbows extended at, like this at least. And right. you know, and not hit nobody like you shouldn't be that close. I'm I'm, I'm cool with
0: you being that close as long as you pay for my groceries. Uh, <laughs> right. You're going to be if you're going to be in my personal space. If you're
1: going to be in my shit, be in my shit.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So so back to your book real quickly. So it is called acceptance. So is that a, because it's a big part? A big part of it is like an acceptance story, or um, is it? And then I guess with that question, I'm sorry, I got like firing questions. Is it about acceptance of self or acceptance from outside?
2: Both. It's actually both. So the idea behind it is accepting yourself and your emotions, okay. uh, and you like the emotions. You can't stop them by trying okay. to stop them. It creates chaos later, which is it sort does. of where random outbursts occur. Uh, and unusual like flailing of arms and yelling happen. Uh but also acceptance that, you know, when COVID happened and outside world events are going on that we don't like. Uh accepting that that is complete All
0: right, guys, sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties. So we are here with Rebecca Height, the author of acceptance the beginning it's a three-part trilogy new book should be out sometime this year and uh, we were actually just talking about the acceptance part we're going to go into that because we don't know how much of it you guys got mm-hmm. but my question was when she talks about acceptance in the book is it more of an inter or outer acceptance mm.
2: right so it's um so it's for both so the acceptance of self is um the emotions that you're feeling if a situation occurs and you just uh, you, you can't stop feelings from arriving like they're mm. just they're like yourself like pretty much they're just attached to you. Right. But if you try to push down all those unnecessary feelings, they're going to pop back up later um and that's sort of where all the chaos comes from random outbursts you know when you just go off your rocker randomly for mm-hmm. hitting your elbow on a wall for no apparent reason it's like all these things pop up um accepting the feelings as they're happening so you can continue on with your life and building what you're trying your future and what you're trying to do mm-hmm. Um also acceptance of the outside world in the sense of when events are happening that that you can't control or you don't like instead of it getting you angry the outside force in the world doesn't know you're angry like it doesn't it's not going to affect you being upset about it isn't going to affect it so there's you have to accept that there's no control in the, I mean, obviously, with certain things you can vote and stuff like that, but you don't have control, you know, across Europe or whatever. You have no control over that. Right. You just You've have to like accept that. it and then yeah. say, okay, if I ever encounter the situation or what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. That's different. You know, that's different.
0: And, and where where did you learn about control? Like, when was it your moment that you realized? I just need to have more control (laughs) or I don't have so much control. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. It's, it's a constant thing for me. Um, I can give this advice, but I am (laughs) often like I'm still dealing with it. So in particular, when I was robbed at gunpoint, um, I was very much smiling out of control and I had to, I never went to therapy, you know, it was very, I had to go on this journey by myself and people were trying to help me from, from my outside support. Um, I had to recognize that a people that I thought were my friend were not my friend and they were intentionally trying to manipulate and hurt me. Um, that's their problem. That's not, I can tell them No. But Mm -hmm. they're not going to change even though I'm telling you there's a problem and you're not doing it Mm -hmm. So me recognizing that I am worth more than what they're telling me. I am Mm -hmm. Because they don't define how I feel about myself So I learned that I learned that um, if a bad situation happens to you like the robbery in particular Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I there was nothing I could do to fix that it happened I just have to ride it out, out the feelings when they come mm-hmm. out. And then whenever that happens and, you know, go paint or something, if I have mm-hmm. some difficulty. And then, of course, um, you know, quarantine and all the events in the world, like the world's sort of spiraling. Um, right.
0: Definitely and
2: is. It definitely. Yeah. And it's just... All I can do is support the people that are suffering around me and mm-hmm. extend help out when I can. But right. the, at the end of the day, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Like if you are out of energy and someone is taking all of your love yeah. and you're giving up all your love and you have none for yourself, mm-hmm. um, you can't help yourself. Because if it's sort of like, you know, airplane, you know, put the air on yourself and then help the other people. Right. Same right. idea. Right. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I know yeah. if airplane go down, I'm getting whatever oxygen mass fits me and blowing the most air. I don't care who got it first. I'm letting y'all know now. All right, TSA. Leave me alone now. I know,
2: right. <laughs> so it's it's
0: it's pretty <laughs> weird though, because we have a, a a friend of ours. Uh last year, people heard a lot from Dream Child. Um, he's mm-hmm. incarcerated. And um he is like he's been gone since he was 15, 20 years. Um it's kind of it's crazy because it's he was at the other end of the gun that robbed you basically, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so it's, it's pretty unique to know who he is. And then to, to see how much your life spiraled out of control because of that, of the actions of
1: somebody else. Yeah. And and yeah.
0: And it's like, I never, I, I, I feel for him because he was convicted at 15. Um, it, it was a little different. It was a carjacking, but still at gunpoint, Mm-hmm. He was 15, probably influenced by friends, those kind of things. And they gave him 30 years and eight months. And, you know, that for a long time. That shit is still like,
1: even to say it out loud like that, 30 years. I know.
0: For carjacking. It's it's pretty crazy. It's, and, and for so long, you know, we go through this kind of like, oh, my God, that's crazy. It's mm-hmm. not fair. But now I'm listening to you and it's like we got the book and listening to your story and how mm-hmm. much you spiraled out of control by that is like wow i don't i don't give that side of the gun any kind of thought whatsoever Mm -hmm. you know it's like i never like i told you in the beginning you was gonna teach me something (laughs) and here it is you're teaching me something because i've been mad at this court system forever and even though he served 22 years now so i'm gonna stand by by the fact that i feel like he has paid for what he did as Mm -hmm. a child you know
1: as a child was it wrong No, yes,
0: yes it, it was wrong he understands it however i never considered the family that was on the other side of that gun until this moment and listening mm-hmm. to your story and mm-hmm. you're talking about how much it
2: Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org
1: innovation.
0: Calls you to spiral, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's weird because I've been at gunpoint before, but that was kind of the life. I, I kind of grew up in, in a way, you know, mm-hmm. inner city mm-hmm. kids, we from New York, <clears throat> you know, so it was like, things happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't spiral that much, you mm-hmm. know, to me, it was like just an everyday kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then here it is listening to your story. And it's like, you really seem like you went through it. It's like, wow, yeah. have I, have I mm-hmm. been looking at yeah. this the wrong way all these years? You know, it's like never once did I consider what anybody went through on the other side of the gun that he had.
2: hmm Cause I didn't, I didn't anticipate it happening. Um, you know, I was there doing a job. He was at my work. Um, I was, I think it obviously took me by surprise, but to be fair, I also, as soon as I realized what he was doing, (laughs) I was like, I looked him in the face and I was like, is this the life choice you want to make right now? Like I'm giving you one second to decide. I did. I, I gave it. So I wasn't necessarily pissed that, that it happened. I was pissed that he chose the wrong thing, right? Because I literally gave him a choice. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so I'm not an easy person always, right. so like especially when someone's trying to come at me. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, get to, def- you know, like you fight defenses. or flight, right. and I'm yeah. like, well, I'm gonna probably fight you. Like right. this is a choice, and I gave him a choice, and he, he chose to continue.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and it's crazy, and it's because in doing and making his choice, he took right. so many of your choices. Yep. And yes. This is, yep.
1: And and that's exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's, you know, it's, you know, like rape is, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. somebody taking that, you know, you're like, listen, no, I don't want to do this. Oh, you're going to make me do what you want me to do. Oh, yeah.
2: Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. now
0: in, in making, you know, after that, did you start going into your making bad decisions? Was it yes. at that time? and Yeah, um,
2: because I felt like the choices were taking away from me. Um, so I have a difficulty. If people take control away, it's a trigger. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if uh, I feel like I'm backed into a corner, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, definitely that's a trigger for me. So it's disrespect, like anything disrespecting is sort of a trigger. So I have to learn to like take a breath, like level myself and then respond instead of just mm-hmm. lashing out. Right. So my personality is if I feel like someone's taking something away from me, like choice wise,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I will rebel and I will then break several different um, personal rules I have for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't like smoking cigarettes because uh, my my now wife is allergic to it, you know, and I would, mm-hmm. would go smoke cigarettes because I would be rebelling against all these rules that right. are telling me I can't do something. Yeah. But someone already took that away so it's yeah. um and yeah I know that it was
0: a big control issue it was like you know I'd be damned if y'all gonna tell me I can't smoke this cigarette mm. you know and once again it's because you know at that moment where you're at that gun you realize at that time you, your choice didn't matter yep mm-hmm. you know yeah. what you chose did not matter but I know you felt like you never let that happen again
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so yeah. you right. were just making choices, and you know, to most people, it seems like you were rebelling, or you were going through going through it, or you know, mm-hmm. making bad the choices. choices. Is, but d- really, d- you were kind of defending yourself, like you were, you were, you know, it was like standing up for yourself mm-hmm. in those choices. Yep. You know, I'm mean, making yeah. this choice. I'm <laughs> telling you what I'm going to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in an yeah. effort to kind of take some power back. Yeah, right. Yeah, what to keep.
2: I don't know if i call what happened power, but it was
0: something- <laughs> well, like, <laughs> like you said, yeah, she said, at an, time, attempt, I thought it was. an attempt at the effort. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, it was a lot more drinking than I should have done. It's a lot more, you know, yeah, yeah absolutely. But I, I, it was a lesson learned, you know, like I now know, um, now that I'm older and I went through it and I understand, um, it, you know, if I, if I start seeing those beginning symptoms, like what to do, I need to redirect, uh, you know, hang, hang out with different personalities, redirect me. And mm-hmm. It's just identifying now. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And and so how long did it take you to get to that point where you knew like, okay, something has to change?
2: Uh, I would say at least four to five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. It took a while. It right. took a while. So I spiraled for almost a year. Uh I would say a year, mm-hmm. um, and then I started correcting my path a little bit. But mm-hmm. it was the anger and the outbursts that right. were harder. So, like, eliminate the, um, you know, the drinking because mm-hmm. I drank a lot, a lot more than I should have,
0: mm-hmm. and all
2: of, so eliminating all of that, for right. example. Right. So the anger was the biggest thing. It was preventing me from being. Um enjoying my life mm-hmm. really honestly that's what it was doing it was right. i couldn't i didn't know how to relax i didn't know how to be happy because i was angry all the time and certain mm-hmm. things that people were doing were making me angry because i didn't like it or i didn't agree with it or i thought it was just so but right. you know everyone's raised differently and i had right. to remember that like i'm trying to go over here and and teach people how to be better people, and they're like, "I don't care," and I'm like, "You should care," <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> you know? right. They just don't care. Nope. nope. Took me years. That part took me longer. <laughs> right, so right. I would say about three years I was dealing with that. So was I, there um, ever
0: like a defining moment that made you come into that realization, or was it just tiredness, or like, you know, what was the epiphany that made you know that okay, I have to question.
2: change? I love that question. That is a phenomenal question. What it was, was actually when you're in that mentality and you're that angry and stressed and tense, it's hard to get out of it. So I had people I love most in this world come to me and they're like, your, your anger and the way you're acting is affecting me. Um, so my wife in particular was like, you lashing out at me is is hurting my feelings like she would tell me over and over and and she would keep telling me until i understood Mm -hmm. so i realized that i she was worth it more to me than Mm -hmm. holding on to that past Right. okay so our future together was more more important so then i learned to um let things go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Accept it and, and you know, live a happier life. Honestly. And I guess in
0: that you're starting to realize that, you know, having control all the time kind of makes you uh, lose that moral compass. <laughs> you know, when I yeah. try to keep control over every single <laughs> thing, I'm no mm-hmm. longer considering morals or just how to be a good person. Mm-hmm. It's mostly about that control. Yeah. it seemed like finally your moral compass kind of came in there and said, uh, Rebecca, chill out. <laughs> said,
1: hey, get your, get your shit together, girl. What are you doing? Right, right, right.
0: Get it together. You got people here that love you, okay? You can't control somebody else's love. That's a thing yeah. that I think all of us learn, good or bad. You cannot mm-hmm. control love.
2: Yeah, uh-uh. that definitely cracks it. I think it's so important. What you said was so important. You can't be in control of everything all the time, it exhausts you. You can't sleep. And then you're just angry because you're exhausted. And right. then you're also angry because of all the control. But being yep. in control of something all the time is not healthy.
0: Right. Hey, absolutely. Right. She's describing you, Be More.
2: To it. Get it. Get it. That's no. Small.
0: No, <laughs> no Be More is a, a bit, uh, she, she's, uh, she's a man. I, I don't know another way to say it. She is a man. Yeah, I'm
1: sure there are other ways to say it.
0: She's masculine. No, no, just (laughs) no. But sometimes
1: he deems my actions and how I respond to situations uh, more on how men would respond versus women. Right.
0: She has very masculine attributes. And I think that it surrounds uh, control a little bit, now that we're talking about this. Rebecca, come on. I mean,
1: I'm not saying it don't. Now now
0: she's about to help help be more out.
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I am well aware of my control issue. Okay? I am well aware. I am... It was even more confirmed because I was supposed to go on this little... um, Not really like a little road trip, but two of my friends were coaching um, in this volleyball tournament that was going to be in Kentucky or some shit like that. So... I was like, he was messaging me about, you know, when we doing this and, you know, blah, 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 the times and all that stuff. And he was like, well, I already told such and such that Brandy likes to be in control. But I was like, for somebody else to recognize it, it was kind of like, oh, shit. But I have a fucking reason because if I don't control the situation, then when whatever fucked up happens, I can't be mad at nobody else. It is only on me. If I fucked it up, then I fucked it up, but I yeah. can't be upset if somebody else fucked it up because then I'm like, see, I should have did that shit myself and I'm be mad. So
2: yeah, I get that. So there's a, definitely a fine line between control being assertive and also being a, a powerful entity. So, uh, I've been a manager for a very long time for different companies and, mm-hmm. um, there is definitely a fine line between people being intimidated by a powerful force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. especially in a in a female entity um that so it's like being female but also having masculine energy <laughs> right right but you're being powerful so but so there's definitely a line between assertive mm-hmm. and making sure everything stays on track and et cetera, et cetera, and also being in control and being unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, I'm not a person to say, okay, you're one or the other. Like, you know, we all have our self-diagnosis, whatever, but I can understand that because I (laughs) led teams and they were like, you're coming on too strong. I'm like, am I coming on strong or do you not like authority? There's a difference. (laughs) Like,
0: There's a difference. And she said, Pow- powerful being. Even though when you gave your list, I was—I thought she was going to say, and being a bitch. But no, <laughs> you said powerful entity. And I said, you know what? They're that's going what my she was about to my lesson today, too. Because what people would say is a bitch, really, is just someone exerting their power. Right. Because we all have power, but that's what society teaches us that that's mm-hmm. a bitch.
2: Yeah. Okay. Dude,
0: yeah.
2: There's Let's a see. fine line. I mean, it. <laughs> You know, everyone each their own, but I was um, told that several times in my career, but I would have to think about, you know, am I actually being a bitch or bitchy to someone or am I holding mm-hmm. them accountable and they just don't like it? Right. Uh, right. So and
1: usually it's, they just don't <laughs> like it. It's like you can call don't. somebody out, they're going to get defensive about it. And then it's going to yeah. be like, oh, you're being a bitch. No, but did what I said happen? Right. <laughs> Right
0: <laughs> I don't know it's pretty weird for me because i i i I gave up power a long time ago to cancer. I'm a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. but um when I went through my battle, it was um you know it came to a point they told me I had like a seven percent chance of living, and I realized that no person could do anything worse to me than what my own body was doing, you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and I mean and they can. But, you know, if I'm trying to kill myself, can I really fault someone else for trying to kill me? You know? <laughs> and I know it sounds weird, right? Oh, God. But <sighs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I just be weird. hating, I just be hating his choice good.
1: of words sometimes. That's what be getting me. He know what I'm upset about. It's always his choice of words. Like, you could have said if somebody wanted to trip me, you know what I mean? And you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, why did it have to be so extreme? Because
0: that's what that's that's why I work. With. I always deal with the extreme. I have to know the worst possible that can happen.
1: Okay? I, I agree. I because agree. In order,
0: and, and, you, and honestly, it's crazy because you kind of just said it yourself. You're kind of always expecting the worst because you have to be in control in case something fucks up. Which yeah. means you are expected it to fuck up. I, in the world.
1: I am expecting the possibility of some shit getting fucked up. However, <laughs> I would like things to go great. But in the back of my mind, I'd be like, okay, so what are the what things could happen? All right, I am out here walking along the street. All right, so wait, this car right here. Wait, do they got their lights off? Can I see who in there? Are they about to you shoot see, me? Let me get behind this bush real I quick.
0: You know what, what I am saying? So
1: that. it'd be like. <laughs>
0: But no, but it's it's you know. it's weird because I guess what I was trying to say was that <laughs> I, I'm usually more compassionate to people. You know, I realized that once I gave control over to my cancer, I didn't worry about having it no more. You okay. Know? It I I didn't I couldn't control anything. My body mm-hmm. was gonna do what it wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It was either you, gonna you fight accept, itself. You accepted it, right? I accepted it, right? Mm-hmm. Get the book, y'all. So. <laughs> I accepted <laughs> it. My body was going to do what it wanted to do. But it also showed me that there's always more going on than meets the eye. So mm-hmm. that applied to other people. I don't know what internal struggles they're going with. I don't mm-hmm. know what internal dalmat- Dalmatians they're going through. Mm-hmm. So can I really be mad at them for what they do to me? Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. But what does, it, what does it matter? But what does it accomplish? Right. You're well, going to be matter. mad so, you and know, uh, so, you're using up that you know,
1: energy. They're not.
0: <laughs> right. So what I realized where I, I I control didn't matter, having a voice mattered. Mm-hmm. So cancer gave me a voice, but it made me realize that control is kind of a non-existent thing, mm-hmm. you know, because I can only really control myself mm-hmm. or yeah. lead myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's those choices that are, is going to take me where I want to go. And maybe I'll run into somebody else and they're bad choices, but their bad choices are just that. They're bad choices. It's mm-hmm. not a reflection of me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to stop preaching to y'all now.
2: That's exactly it, I man. That's exactly how I feel. 100%. That's
0: 100% how I feel. Yeah, see, yeah. see, so I was describing Rebecca for you guys. <laughs> so cool well you know what I can't even lie I haven't finished reading the book because when we decided to come back with our podcast we decided to invite all authors for the show and um, everybody got a book <laughs> and I had to read them all so I'm not finished <laughs> but when I am finished though, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know what I think
2: cool I'll hear right. it absolutely
0: so cool so any hmm any I had it and I lost it. It was like right there. I it was know. so close. It was so You're close. You're probably
1: going to say any advice, general, you know, advice that you would like to give to the people out here that may not have read your book.
2: Um, Let's see, like about the book or like Ooh, So just, I could like, go into
0: that. So. I, I want you to give people <laughs> advice. Look now, now that you got me started, I got you. Here, I'm got about you. to give you these ten questions in a row. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so number one is because you said the book was a long time in the making, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people's out there that want to be writers, and mm-hmm. books have been in the making. I'm one of those people. I always say I'm a really good writer, but mm-hmm. I don't like editing and that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm where i'm good with words mm, i don't want to read back over this shit i know know? that's right so so that's where i mess up at but there's people out there that are like me whose stories need to be told or who have a story in them that need to be told to me this was a necessary story
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: even though it's not for uh children per se Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not this one you said it's more of the second one correct yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: it, uh, I, I'm rating them all above 18 just to be safe. Just
0: to be on the safe side. But to me, yeah. you know, it was a good kind of, you know, coming out story as far as just in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the advice that you would give to an author and then an advice you would give through working through just adversities attacking you in the midst of mm-hmm. trying to do something.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, those are good things to talk about. So as an author... Um, you have to, again, accept that there's going to be barriers that you did not anticipate. Mm-hmm. So anytime I came up a barrier, so I'm talking like ISBN numbers, uh, mm-hmm. financing for these things, you know, you have to find someone about the book cover specifications to upload them. Does the book cover fit? Is it gonna not work? You know, cause every program has its own right. and I ran into a lot of issues, um, technical stuff and the editing uh i use a a program it's called grammarly so anyone who hates editing you're still gonna have to read it (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you're still gonna have to it's not gonna edit itself i write like i talk and it took some of my words away because it's all like this makes no sense (laughs) Uh, grammarly it's free it edits a lot of it for you but for the Mm -hmm. finer points get a friend and family. Um, A lot of things that I did was I reached out to groups um, that had writers in it. I asked my friends and family to help me out uh, getting over some of the hurdles. Um, I did a Kickstarter. So anyone literally besides me that wants to help invest in my book financially Mm -hmm. uh, could Give me money. And then I would say, okay, for you giving me money, you'll get a free book when it's done. Or Mm -hmm. I'll mention you in the dedication page or, you know, stuff like that. So Kickstarter programs. Uh, There are ways to go around the barriers. You just have to think outside the box. Don't Mm -hmm. give up. Don't give up. So giving up is where dreams die. Mm. Right? (laughs) So if you're writing a book and you're like, this is hard or it's too long or it's taking me too long. Okay, then dedicate an hour a day to mm-hmm. work on it, whether editing, writing, right, um, something. working on marketing things, working on whatever it is, anything dedicated to the book. So put time aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my first thing. So if you're running into issues, fix it because <laughs> you're the only one that's going to do it. No All one's right. going to help you nothing. You have to do it. That's the first thing. Right. Um, the other thing is that not everyone's going to like your book. you write it you love it this is your child not everyone's gonna like it and you're gonna have to be okay with that i had someone read it and absolutely freak out at me because i'm pretty sure it wasn't said directly but i'm pretty sure because it's um, there is a slightly graphic scene in it, which is why it's rated M. Uh, <laughs> that's part of the reason why I did that. It's mm-hmm. not too graphic, but for me, but for some people, it is. Like right. for some people, it's just too much. And I, I think you have some to people are always going to
0: have something to say. The yeah. cover, exactly. the cover is too green. Right. You know?
2: <laughs> like I don't right. like the cover. Well, tough shit. Like it's on the. It's on so many books now. Like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's, you have to accept that not everyone's going to like it, even though you love it. Mm-hmm. They might not. And you said, okay, well, thank you for your opinion mm-hmm. and continue on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to affect you.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, can I, I guess a little more personal, what was like your coming out story? Like, did you go through family drama?
2: That that is a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's absolutely (laughs) talk about that. Okay. My coming out story is um, I was like uh, 16-ish or so, and Mm I did not think that I was gay. I did not think that I was a lesbian. Well i would say by i don't know whatever i'm like i like personalities so it's right. not necessarily gender it's like i like personalities i like people mm-hmm. i like energy i'm an energy person mm-hmm. so that's what you call it that um uh, so i i swore to my friends um that i was not gay uh-huh. and they're like honey you're gay and I was like, <laughs> how you gonna tell me no <laughs> because yeah. they were also gay so i was like making more gay friends okay, you know that person right. in the group that they're like no i'm straight and then they're actually not Right. That was, yeah that was me and then yeah, so i yeah. finally came out to them and they're like see we told you okay. <laughs> but so like coming out to the rest of the world was mm-hmm. harder
1: of course.
2: Okay. um because you know the world And when I was a senior in high school, for some reason, I was like, you know what? For my senior year, I'm going to come out to the entire school because there's not a really lot of gay people and I want to do this. So my personality went to one of my classes and we made a book cover and we we're like, okay, right on the book cover. And then we presented it to the class what's on it. And I wrote some rainbows and I drew a box and a box with like jacked up lines. And I was all like, so this is everyone else. And then this jacked up one is me and this rainbow is cause I'm gay. And I came out to the entire class <laughs> as a social experiment to see how fast it would go through the school. And it took two and a half periods. Of and by luck, my, <laughs> my friends were like, uh, Becca, did you, did you tell the whole school did you it- were gay? And I was like, uh, yes, I did. And they were like, it could have warned us, man. Right. I was like, Sorry. <laughs> so now. Wow. So that's just how we just rip twice. the bandaid off, huh? Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then people in my class are asking me questions oh, sure. and we're like, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, it's over now.
0: <laughs> uh, but see, I can't even lie. That's a pretty epic coming out story. I
1: mean, no, that is it is that is that is a very good coming out story. That is it a is a
0: very good coming out story. <laughs> I'm going to just tell these couple people and let.
1: The let the rest happen. So right, and then right. that was a smart way to do it. You didn't even have to put that much effort out there. You
2: know, you just you yeah. rolled the wave. The way she "Yeah, I was like, one. it will spread." I was. Like, it, I wonder how quick it will come back to me. It was pretty quick. It was pretty
0: That's quick. So yeah, funny. I told my mom, and I was like eighteen, and I was like, "Ma, I'm gay," and she was like, "I know," and I was like, "What you mean you know?" She was like, "I knew when you was in my stomach." <laughs>
1: So we all, mom say. we all
0: have a joke that I didn't kick her. I was like, eh. <laughs> that was <so> funny. <laughs> because she knew when I was in her stomach. And I'm like, that's pretty rude to say. Oh, like, I want to so know what I did in your like, belly. How you know
1: before me? Right. Was I over <laughs> there? Look,
0: was I in there having balls and shit before, you know? Like,
1: <laughs> so, funny. so I, funny. I was in there
0: doing that dead drop that everybody do. The def- oh, Lord.
1: You yeah, know what I'm talking the about. The death drop. Okay.
0: See, Rebecca, so. it's comments like that. There's a reason why we're going to get canceled.
2: No, nah, you are doing fine. <laughs>
0: so I, um, go ahead.
2: You know, I was going to say, I think the world needs more, um, like unsolicited advice and also like the real, the real talk, you okay. know, like there's a lot of masking. Like you guys mm-hmm. bring the realness. men. Nice. I think you'll
0: do just fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in the name, these fucking feelings. These we talk yeah, about all feelings. these fucking feelings, <laughs> and we have a lot of them. So, and a lot the of book them. <laughs> is Acceptance, the Beginning, Rebecca Height. Um, all of the contact information is below. I got my book from Amazon, not promoting Amazon, promoting the book. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And um, we're going to look forward to your second book coming out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and
2: it should be out uh, end of August, beginning of September.
0: Okay, cool. maybe we can schedule another, you know, interview talk about when that the book
2: release. Yeah, 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 that'd be Absolutely.
0: pretty. Absolutely,
2: that's yeah. when the the real stuff is going to be coming around because it's hard oh, not to boy. like talk about the book without spoiling it. Yeah, but by so, yeah. this time, you know, not, like you, it's it's like the stepping stone, and then the real things right, are going to hit right, the right. thing. That's where it's going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. So like this book is just like The first time you go to a gay club Yeah. The next book is when you Come as a drag queen
2: That's exactly correct Which is funny because I also wrote about a gay club In the book too so that's
0: Okay so, so look I, I already know what's going on Well we thank you so much for being on with us Sorry yes. about the technical difficulties Um, We thank you guys For watching Really yeah. really really appreciate you guys Um, When we switch to mental health we didn't know how things were going to be, but we're getting a lot of support and it's really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Rebecca kind of taught us a lot of things today mm-hmm. um, just in having conversation. I learned yeah. two life-changing things. So <laughs> we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We thank you guys for watching. Be more you got something to say to the people?
1: Nah. Nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that's her words of advice, y'all. I'd be okay? all cool and
1: shit. Nah. <laughs> nah
0: she got some prolific nah, stuff. Nah, just, say. you
1: know, be safe. Enjoy yourself. Life is short. Rem-
0: right. Life is too short. But remember, it's also long and you got to live it. So we will see you guys soon. Mm-hmm. Deuces.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> the Popeye's Big Box is back, y'all. It's available for pickup. But I should warn you this isn't something you're going to want to pick up with one hand. This big box comes with your choice of two pieces of signature chicken or three tenders with two regular sides and a biscuit. So use two hands and lift with your legs because the big box is big. And at just $7, it's a big deal. Upcharge or plaster breast substitution and premium products. Tax extra. Price and participation vary.
1: What are you saving up for? A vacation? A remodel? Or just because saving is a smart thing to do? A CD from Sandy Spring Bank gives you time to grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, you can earn interest at 4.25% annual percentage yield on a 14-month CD or 4.00% APY on a 35-month CD. Ready to grow your savings? Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash specials Minimum opening deposit is $2,500. Member FDIC.